0: Hey, I'm Shay Z, creative alchemist, music producer and artist, and vocal vixen. Born in Xanadu and living in LA, ready to scratch that itch in your brain. And hey,
1: I'm Mandy, singer, actress, lover, born and raised in L.A., here to sprinkle a little magic everywhere I go. And welcome to The Sonic Sonic Chronicle, where we discuss the soundtracks and music of the most popular film titles of a year, and how they were influenced, or were influenced by the cultural and global buzz of that year. Who were its popular tastemakers and storytellers, and what was the frequency of that time? Yes. And in this episode, it's 1982, 1982, and your secret is
0: out Shay. Oh, your it was out. Part, part two, two of part 1982. Two. We're excited. Oh. And as we said the last episode, which was part one, we knocked the little time machine. And our tom- little <laughs> throttle in our time machine. <laughs> and it took us all the way back to 1992. And so we're so psyched to talk about part two titles. Of this year. Now, before we get into that, hmm. as we always do, we talk about what was happening around the globe. So yeah. we're gonna take y'all back to that time, 1982. What was happening in the news? What was happening around the globe? Why don't you start? Angela? What's going on in yeah. the news? What's happening? Do, 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 do.
1: do you remember Cheers?
0: Duh, do I remember Cheers? Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Do you Iconic a TV bit show. Remember that theme song? Where everybody knows your name. Do do do, do. and And we're always always glad you came. came. Da da da. You wanna know where everybody Everybody knows knows your name? name. Yes.
1: yes! Cheers debuted this year, 1980. Oh, that was the
0: first season? It's first season of Cheers. Oh it's my gosh! Yes. That was crazy. And I that promise. ran for so many seasons. Mm-hmm. That was such a big popular show. Very famous yeah, actors yeah, yeah. got their start on that show, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. All right. So here, over here, Dee 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 Dee. Guess what else? What else happened, Shay? <laughs> it's like, Cheers! And then, okay. Solidarity movement in <laughs> Poland is <Isn't> that exciting? <laughs> no, actually, the Solidarity movement, led by Lech Walesa, I don't know if I'm saying that right, continued to gain momentum in Poland in 1982. This was an independent trade union. It basically challenged the communist government and demanded greater political workers' rights, or political and workers' rights. Yeah, played a crucial role in Poland's eventual transition to democracy. Hmm. So that was the beginning, and I'm telling you, it was like a weird beginning time shift. Early 80s, it was like trying to, we were trying to find ourselves. We were kind of like in this great like moment of like the sorting hat or like a fork in the road. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? I what know. else we got on the. You
1: know, when I think about 1982, mm-hmm. I think about the top song by Joan Jett. <gasps> I love rock and roll. <laughs> Put another down, down in the jukebox, baby. favorite. I love rock and roll.
0: Come to take a dime and dance, dance with, with me! me. <laughs> 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 okay, I had to go all the way to the end.
1: I didn't know that was 82 Topper. Oh, yeah. 82 And baby, that was all such a
0: cool story about her. That later on, there was a documentary about Joan Jett, and she's still rocking it. She's still rocking it. I believe it. Believe I'd love it. To see her all right, what it. else happened? We had. <laughs> you get all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> i'm all like okay let me keep this hype going all right we got the hama massacre what the heck this was in february 1982 the syrian government launched a brutal military crackdown on the city of hama where a rebellion by the muslim brotherhood had taken place Ooh. yeah the assault resulted in the deaths of thousands of people and widespread destruction this solidified the government's control but at a significant cost so it was pretty devastating
1: Well, that was a frequency of the time. That was a frequency. Whether it's pop and light or not. Oh, well, I mean, do you have any more to add to that? I do. Just to touch on part one where I talked about how the compact disc started taking place. Yeah, yeah. This is just truly when, you know, Sony released the first ever CD player.
0: Oh, it was truly. Okay, yes. so that's right. And they, they released it in Japan first. That's right. That makes sense. That's kind of like how Nintendo, that story, uh, that movie that came out recently was called, I saw it in the theater actually. It was talking about the story of Nintendo. the handheld. Oh, um, oh um, Tetris. Nintendo. It was called oh. Tetris, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, that actually, the reason why that game became so popular because it was distributed, it was the handheld. I know. I want to say it's isn't it just a Nintendo no? Boy. Game Boy? Thank you. Oh my oh God! We got there. We got there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it because the new version of the Game Boy, which was groundbreaking in terms of graphics and how they were able to do the 64-bit thing, blah 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 blah. He negotiated getting Tetris as the default game that got shipped with it, and that's what made it so worldwide I adopted. I love yeah. Tetris. Super smart, and that came from Russia. It was a really interesting movie. The other thing that happened was that was the year. February 15th, 1982, that the MV Ocean Ranger... Sank. It was a offshore drilling rig. Um, it sank off the coast of Newfoundland, Canada, during a severe storm. Eighty-four crew members <gasps> lost their lives, making it one of the deadliest offshore oil rig disasters in history. Jeez
1: Louise. And
0: to like end my like sad news, so you can pop into something more if you have more. <laughs> the death of Princess Grace of Monaco happened in September of 1982. So she was formerly known as Grace Kelly. Oh. Uh, Princess Princess Grace of Monaco and she died in a car accident and the tragic event marked the end of a glamorous era and deeply saddened people around the world so (laughs) that year was a strange one there was a lot of kind of war stuff there was a lot of weird tension and like kind of disasters but then there was like all this really cool cultural stuff popping up yeah and then just musically
1: and cinematically it was taking flight yeah I think technology was starting to
0: yeah be really interesting in terms of cinema Oh, yeah, we're going to deep dive on that one. So let's go back. Yeah, let's go into the storytellers and our filmmakers of that time. And so we have a few more titles in this part, too, that we want to get to that really were top in the charts of 1982. And and everybody was vibing on. So shall I pick first on this one? You go first. All right, here we go. Shakey, shakey, shake. We got a shaky tube. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, so official. So what we do is we actually read a quote Yes. from the movie. And Mandy has to guess, or one of us has to guess, whoever's not reading. So we have to kind of, you know, channel our, our, our acting debut. Yeah, our Meryl channel. Channel your Mother Meryl. That's right. Mother Meryl. Don't fail me now. Oh, lordy. Okay. Okay. Let me see if I can do this right. Okay. I ain't what I could be. <laughs> 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 i'm so i need to do i need to do better i need to i do liked, better. It liked it you liked it all right here we go i ain't what it could be and i ain't what i should be but i ain't what i used to be you know what that sounds like miss dolly parton
1: That's <laughs> the best little whorehouse in texas
0: <laughs> that's right right, that was Mona Stangley, uh, played by Dolly Parton Ms. and this Mona. was yeah this was her self-reflective and resilient spirit she was a sassy spitfire in this little film uh, Oh she film. sure enough was and it was all about her empowerment as a business owner Mm-hmm. As a female business owner, but also someone who kind of was the cornerstone for her community in, a, in an ironic way because you know it was a uh, it was a gentleman's house. I don't know how to put it nicely. <laughs> Obviously, the title says whorehouse, and she was basically the was a brothel owner. Exactly. She was the head mistress, whatever you want to call it. But it yes. was almost in this weird, like very lovely way. I don't know how to put it. It was like what's the word? She made it very kind of like she made it like heartwarming. Very and yeah, like, oh, exactly. Exactly. like it felt like home. It didn't yeah, it felt like, felt like a family, I know, and even kind <laughs> a chicken ranch it, first They of called all. it the chicken ranch, that's right. Instead of saying it was obviously the title says Warhouse, but the the way the town said it, it was almost like they knew what it was, but they realized how much it really benefited the community, honestly. She and would
1: donate to like high schools yes, and churches, and it stimulated and the
0: economy of the town, and it really was doing no harm. In fact, people were really happy with the experience. It's been around for years. Been around for years. Cheers. And Burt Reynolds was in this And he <laughs> was like a Hottie Patati During that decade and too And Dom DeLuise He played oh Melvin Dom The DeLuise. reporter he That pa- like exposed He played the, the Antagonist Or like the Kind of villain in this mm-hmm. Oh my God, it was really good. And yeah, and then Dolly, she was kind of like, you know, she, I think she was what, in her 40s? I don't know, but she looked so youthful and like. She was in her 40s, actually. Yeah. When she did this movie. And
1: it's just like such a wonderful film. It's a mixture of love and laughs and incredible music, by the way. And it's yes. actually based on the 1978 Broadway musical of the same name.
0: Yeah, another musical.
1: But did you know, Shay, that this is based on real life? This actually existed. So Melvin Thorpe, um, mm-hmm. Dom De LaVise's character, yeah. he actually, so the real so Melvin. So he's kind of like
0: a religious, not religious, what would you call him?
1: He's just like, a, he's a news Tele- reporter. He but he just, was
0: kind of televangelist vibe, doesn't he, a little bit? He does kind of give he was like a back. righteous kind of whatever, but anyway, yeah. Um,
1: basically, he exposed this chicken ranch, which initially was a brothel. He was like, achieved. oh, this,
0: like, you know, these, I don't know what the word, it was very religious like kind of speak, but <laughs> he just like this horrid, like, you know, devilish kind of activities that were happening in this town, it was ruining the town. you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, but it really wasn't. But anyway, the
1: real life Melvin, his name was Marvin Zindler, and I he was actually that. responsible for closing the real life chicken ranch brothel in Fayette County, Texas. And it had been around for seventy years, but because of this reporter, it, they shut it down.
0: But what, and was he just saying because it was just like you know, basically immoral or whatever? Yeah, like pretty much
1: so. And it it mm. it made headlines in the Texas. This monthly magazine in
0: 1973 oh that's right it was Texas duh as I'm like well oh, as- no, what is I
1: don't know what is it I do Texas Oh my god, my brain! <laughs> it was also in Playboy in 1974. It was oh. like published, but anyway, they they wanted to make this movie to remember the Chicken Ranch. Oh
0: wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it, was just it did seem kind of random, and it did seem kind of like whoa, controversial title and everything. So that makes sense. Speaking of the controversial it was based title, on a real situation like a that, a lot of
1: places didn't want to even promote the movie because of, the of such title. a controversial title. Where even like it was when, a very overt when Dolly would do her interview.
0: She would refer to it as the little. Chicken House of Texas. I was just going to say, instead of them saying Chicken Ranch of Texas, like, they could have got away with it, but they went with, like, Best Little Whorehouse. Yeah. (laughs) Just right on the nose. And I think that was actually speaking to what they were trying to do also. Um, Again, it was, like, the age of, like, Victor Victoria, and, like, and this was a musical again. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, this was a very controversial issue and typically could be very heated and very kind of, like, intense, and they put it in this way that was, like, very lighthearted. Totally. They used humor, but they were also actually speaking Speaking to legislation at the end, mm-hmm. and they were actually speaking to again women's rights. It was like there was a lot going on in this. That again, I thought Dolly associates herself. I think she intentionally chooses certain things. You think, oh, best little is like this weird, like oh, that's demeaning to women, but actually no, no. It was So empowering. It was very empowering, and so that's why I feel like people might miss that with the title. Yeah, give it a chance because she really is an activist in that way. And fun fact, I want to bring that up now. Yeah. Segway the very famous song that m- most people. People thought Whitney Houston was the original, but she was not the original. Dolly Parton was, Mm -hmm. but Whitney made it very famous, was the song I Will Always Love You. Oh, yeah. And that original song that Dolly wrote actually debuted in this musical. It sure is. It did. was her singing to Bert. Yes. Lo- love interest, Bert. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know what his name yeah, is in the Yeah, big movie.
1: country fans will know that song for sure. But, um, and
0: the it, way Dolly sings it is her style, not like Whitney.
1: Yeah, and um, you were telling me before how yes. like a little fun fact of so many people wanted to re-record that song, but Elvis himself, he wanted it. And Dolly really, truly wanted Elvis to sing it, but the catch was, Elvis wanted half of the publishing. Ah. And Dolly was like, nah fam, and she cried and cried for weeks about it, but she just said, and I quote, I said, I'm sorry, but I can't give you publishing. I wanted to hear Elvis sing it and it broke my heart. I cried all night, Mm -hmm. but I had to keep the copyright in my pocket, you have to take care of your business.
0: And, she's she, and that's why she's and that's why she has thrived. She's super smart and she's super generous. And guess what was a cool spin about that? I mean, I could actually see Elvis. But what was interesting is because she held on to it, because he you know, didn't sweeten the deal, she held on to it. And who did she end up giving it to?
1: Well, even before that, okay. she really wanted to give it to Patty LaBelle.
0: Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes, she really wanted Patti LaBelle to sing it. And Patti
1: was like super down about it. But before she can give the actual yes, it was already in the Bodyguard soundtrack, which everyone knows Whitney Houston blew
0: it up, sang it. Oh, so Patti LaBelle kind of dragged her feet? A little bit. But there were no hard feelings, it. like Patty talks yeah. about it. But, um, but at least Whitney. And now Whitney made it iconic again. Oh and my gosh. That actually propelled Whitney's career. It did. That song, that her it getting was that song number from Dolly. one in
1: dozens of countries and yeah. millions of dollars, won Grammys that year. Yes. Um, yeah. And
0: most people didn't realize Dolly Parton was the original writer of that song and performer. Mm-hmm. And of course, Whitney made it her own. Like, Whitney sings it like, and uh, that's a Whitney moment. The original is like eh. if I could stay. yeah, and and it actually goes. It doesn't do that big note no, in not the, at the original. Not. That so, watch the movie. You'll and see I what we mean. She love love you. You. yeah, that's we'll Dolly's exactly. Love you. Yes, good yeah, job. Very sweet yeah, tea. it's very sweet. It's so Dolly. I love when Dolly talks
1: in it too. You know, yeah. All you've ever dreamed, of. And, ever dreamed you of, and I wish you joy, and, and I wish you joy, and happiness. But above all of it, <laughs> yeah. I wish you love. You know, yes. she dedicated that song to Porter Wagner because that's where she got her start on the Porter Wagner show.
0: Yes, I remember that. Fun yes. Fact. So
1: she was there for years, and um, before she had her hit yeah, songs they, they like were, Jolene, which by the way, they did a show together. Yes. Yeah, so that was kind of was like a her goodbye song mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Yeah, and he was sweet. like, that's the best song you've ever written. You just oh. allow me to produce it, and you can go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what exactly. So she said, all right. And she's like, all right then.
1: But anyway, there were so many great songs in this movie with yeah. the soundtrack a and you know Dolly ones. wrote a lot of songs um two of which didn't get featured in the oh, okay. in this mm-hmm. actual movie but later got played in like the TV version like the soundtrack it. okay one of which was like like sneaking around mm-hmm. um where mm-hmm. the stallions run that one got cut but oh. later made Dolly's album Burlap and Satin and she reworked it and
0: renamed it a Cowboys Ways. Oh fun <laughs> yeah, fact about that, that. That was definitely like a Dolly moment mm-hmm. in cinema because it really was Dolly that made that, that musical, that movie. Yeah. Don't you think? I loved this movie. It was really fun. It was fun.
1: And her and Burt Reynolds really had great chemistry. They had great too. chemistry.
0: <laughs> He's super cute in this. And um, Did you know he suffered a hernia at the very last
1: scene when he picks Dolly up and puts her in the truck? Like, unfortunately, he, like, suffered oh, a sh- double hernia.
0: Like, it a freak accident. I didn't accident. know that. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Well, wow. He was, but it's, it's a surprising because it seemed like he was kind of at his peak at that time. You know, he's a little heartthrob. Mm-hmm. And I think he was doing other things like Cannonball Run. I don't know. He was kind of like a darling of the day. He really was. In that decade as well. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that, I remember seeing bits in here and there, but I never watched it from start to finish again. That was one of those movies where I was like, let me watch this from start to finish. And I really enjoyed it. And I actually appreciated, even though there was antics and it was silly, but there was like an underlying theme that I really appreciated about this movie Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it was it was actually had something to say it wasn't just so silly and and like goofy and like slapsticky yeah you know although Dom DeLuise did bring that he had (laughs) that vibe he was great (laughs) he was always that kind of vibe but I think it was good that he played the villain yeah. Because a villain <laughs> that was darker playing that is too dark. Don't you think?
1: Yeah, he did a great job. Yes, yeah, he did. Had a lot of awards. It was a um, mm-hmm. nominee for Best Actor in Supporting Role for Charles Dunning and a Golden Globe nominee for Dolly.
0: Of course. Um, Best
1: Actress and Best Most in Picture of a Comedy or Musical, which was great. Mm-hmm. My favorite song that came from this movie mm-hmm.
0: um, was Hard Candy Christmas. <gasps> Hard Candy Christmas. I'll, I'll let you get through. I was trying to ask Ginger. I was like, why? I was like, is hard candy like a. Se- candy. Was that like a sloppy seconds or something? Because, like, she made it seem like hard candy was bad, I'm like, thought I thought hard candy was good. She's like, no. <laughs> hard candy was like, that's a hard candy Christmas. You got that bar- bottom of the barrel. During the Did pandemic, you know there were
1: so many memes. You know how some of the lyrics are like, maybe I'll get drunk. Yeah. Maybe I'll take a walk. <laughs> maybe I'll
0: game. Everybody some was <laughs> Maybe I'll go on a date. Yeah oh my god how appropriate yeah. for the pandemic times is that what people were doing <laughs> yeah. that's funny but it is such a
1: good movie you it guys need sweet. to watch it it was my first time seeing it and I, oh, my, I call myself a Dolly fan I'm like what is this movie because I'd yeah. heard of these songs obviously but I, figured. Yeah. I didn't
0: know it came from a movie And I know isn't it cool to see the origin of some yeah. of these songs that we don't know we're like singing them and they're, they get brought back to life and you're just like you don't really know what the origin is and you're just like whoa when you so- finally see it it's so exciting so you know exciting yeah we so all right so is, that wasn't a second chance to dance was it Mm-mm. no that's, that's, no, main that's the main that one that's the main one that's actually the charts that's right top
1: grossing live action film of the year you're gonna freak it was out a about m-
0: this musical
1: made almost 12 million at the opening weekend and it dethroned et's six-week run at the top it sure because did. of dolly mm-hmm. biggest weekend for a musical
0: ever for music grossing yeah, 69 musical. million dollars i i believe that i believe that because again victor victoria was the same year and there was also Priest 2 which we we're going to mention we didn't yeah. review it but there was a lot of musicals coming so out so many musicals it was her name I, it was her and that song was obviously iconic but all right so let's how are we going to vote on best little, <laughs> 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 best little chicken chicken, chicken, ranch chicken ranch in texas yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay so i really liked bert in this one uh, he he was the sheriff he was He's so on handsome. the fence of doing his job that was a big kind of trigger for they him were they were secret lovers but they were secret lovers and I like, just kept it running yeah and he was kind of torn between doing the right thing as a sheriff and also doing the right thing by her mm-hmm. and their her business there all right so we are going to what's our rating for this <laughs> I got, well, maybe we should say, is it the up one? I don't know yet, but the down one would be like, or is it a hard candy Christmas? Hard candy Christmas. Okay, so what's the up one? What's the good one? Is it a. Is it a, a happy, or, happy ending? Oh, yes! Good dad, dad, da, da. Okay, yes. Okay, so is it a happy ending? Or right. is it a hard, hard candy, candy, candy Christmas? Christmas. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Finally, we're coming back. We're coming back. The magic's here. All right. So, and we vote a happy ending. ending. Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plank those boots. Tip um, the hat. All right. So that was great. Definitely so check it out if you haven't seen it. Dolly at her finest. Mm-hmm. She's just so charming. I just love watching her. She's so entertaining. She just has good energy. She has such a she has cool the sweetest, voice. Most voice. She's such a sweetheart. I feel the most like beautiful song. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she a gives person. a lot of money. She you know a lot of the money donated that donated a lot to the pandemic. Do you hear about that? Right. To yeah. Covid vaccine. Yeah, the vaccines. A million dollars or something like that. Like no, she's underrated. Yeah. As a philanthropist. She has a theme
1: park too.
0: Oh, that's right. In Tennessee. Tennessee, I tell you, they have all those country theme parks we gotta go graceland tennessee wait graceland is in memphis t- yeah
1: memphis mm-hmm. so where's ours?
0: where's dolly's dolly's is
1: not in memphis it's in tennessee is it memphis te- is it memphis
0: tennessee what yeah <laughs> sorry i'm thinking
1: of nashville and memphis <laughs> i've been
0: i've been wait I've is been. it in
1: nashville it's it's a little outside i feel like i nashville. heard that i think it's like a three-hour drive with or elvis
0: elvis and dolly you gotta make the two it's like go to memphis for the graceland and yeah. you go to dolly land isn't it like like dolly land or something i feel dolly like it is world Nashville or, or something do, yeah isn't it near nashville i yeah but i think
1: it's like a three-hour drive or something i remember oh, going and being like near. oh it's a little far but you went not to dolly world oh. but i've been to nashville and memphis i, I went to graceland yeah i did too that oh, was Yeah, wild. we talked about that. Yeah. First episode. And
0: that's right, Elvis. And and then um I've been to Nashville. So much fun. really cool. And I want to go back. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's got um obviously country songwriter singer songwriter roots mm-hmm. in Nashville. So country of course Dolly, doll I'm sure. That there, that's a great place for her to set up shop, mm-hmm. do her Dolly world. I'm so curious. I wanna go. Me too. What I'm is it like a an Sonic amusement park? trip. Yeah. Or is it just like, hi, y'all, come on in. <laughs> 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 I think it's She makes you, like, cookies and stuff and sings you a song. Um, all right, well, mm-hmm. it my turn to pick? My turn to pick. Oh, right. I just did the whole dolly vote. <laughs> I, I, I needed to redeem myself. <laughs> I wasn't ready.
1: I'm going to make it through. I've been oh, singing that all good. week. I yes. love it. Oh, dolly. Oh, dolly. A Frenchie named Dolly.
0: That's right. Is that why you
1: named her that? Actually, no. Oh, okay. Andy named her that. It's like a whole thing. Your brother. Yeah, he thought he was going to make Dollas because he thought he was going to breed her. And we were like, absolutely not. Why would her name being Dolly make any difference there? Because Dolly's kind of a nickname for Dollas.
0: Oh, my God. We're editing this out. (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, we were like, we're definitely editing it out. Okay. We're not. I yeah. would just be like, yeah, we named Ratchet Dolly.
1: We named Ratchet die. All right. Sounds
0: good. <laughs> oh. Ooh.
1: I think I'm going to like it here.
0: Good job. <laughs> Annie. Annie. Yeah. yeah. Is that you, Annie? Oh, oh my Annie. God. And oh, who is the actress? Eileen Quinn. Eileen Quinn. I don't know. Seeing her, But yes, that was a famous quote oh, from gosh. Annie the Musical. I'm Annie telling you, the year of the musicals, musical. and, and making it in the top ten. Leaping Lizard. This one is a famous, famous, the sun'll come. Aww. Tomorrow. Bet your bottoms all of that. Tomorrow,
1: tomorrow. There'll be sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Tons of others like.
0: Yeah, what are they? I mean, music? that was a famous one. Everybody knows the song. Let's come out. go to the movies. How about yeah. this one? No, the really famous one. It's a hard knock life uh, for us. It's a hard knock life. Oh, you just mixed it up. Who did that again? I always think was of Austin crazy? Powers. Oh, and... I Austin... Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, that was the famous scene. <laughs> she attweeted? was basically, she's an orphan. She's she a was a set back in what time frame? Was this a 1930s vibe?
1: 1924. 1924. Was, so this is an is, adaptation of yeah. the comic strip, Little Orphan Annie. That's right. And the
0: book by the same title by Harold Gray. That's right. And yeah, so it was hard knock. It was basically she was abandoned. Uh, her parents, she always thought she was holding out hope yeah. that her parents would someday come back for her, but probably they were not alive anymore. Yeah. And she lived in an orphanage with Carol Burnett oh as my the God. headmistress of the orphanage was, was hilarious. She was Miss Hannigan, we love you, Miss Hannigan. And oh my gosh. she was awful. And she <laughs> plotted. She plotted and schemed. She, like, was not the greatest, of course. That was the kind of story of the fate of orphans in these, like, these homes. They just were not the best conditions. And so, yeah, there was a rich secretary basically was working for this rich, rich guy. uh, Mr. Warbucks. Mr. Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks. Billionaire. Billionaire at the time. Not millionaire. Billionaire. Yeah. And so he basically, I guess she For publicity and for for, just to look good. Improve his image
1: wanted to have an orphan stay at well, his house for a
0: week his secretary her personal assistant who was like kind of close to him yeah. she suggested yes. that this would be a good idea to have him bring an orphan back for a week and let you know good for the look and the image and uh, she ended up going there and picking Annie mm-hmm. and it was kind of cute how that happened because the headmistress Carol Burnett's character didn't want Annie to go. Yeah, she Annie was this,
1: always trying to break she out. She kind of had this fondness escape. for Annie in this
0: weird, <laughs> you know, twisted way.
1: Like love hate for Annie.
0: Yeah, and so, but no, she was like charmed by her, and Annie kind of like made it so that she get picked. And yeah. She was so cute. Honestly, I Quinn just was
1: like She was really so, good for that role. so good in this. <laughs>
0: She's yeah. so
1: heartwarming to watch, and it's just a film of like hope, love, and courage. It was incredible. Yeah. It was a musical. Did you know that? The Musical ran for six years, it opened in 1977. Yeah, outside of the movie as a musical, won that's right. Seven Tony's. Awards, oh, it was a long Best running musical.
0: Broadway musical, that's right. Yeah, and I don't know who played. Yeah, it was hard for me to imagine any other Annie than her because she did so well in the movie. Oh
1: my gosh, so. Drew auditioned for this too. Drew Barrymore? Yes. Oh my God, I can see her being
0: really good at it.
1: But auditions ran in 22 cities for this Mm. and 70 actresses were considered. It took two years. Wait for the movie? Yes. It took two years to cast this role. And so Annie Eileen Quinn, who played her,
0: really truly had to like. I bet you they wanted a real redhead. Was she a real redhead? So her
1: iconic hair is a wig.
0: Oh, yeah. she's not a redhead. I think mm-hmm. I heard that. And it was actually really itchy wig, too. <laughs> I, I, that makes sense, because the way it was, I always thought, gosh, it seems like big hair for a little kid. Mm-hmm. She was so cute. She was cute. really cute. And her she just was such a good, the way she played the role I thought was so authentic, but she was still upbeat. So it was, like, it was a very tough line to walk, mm-hmm. because it could have been super cheesy and unbelievable, because she was like, you know, what kid's gonna be like? That's okay if you don't want me. At least I enjoyed the experience. Like you know, she was like saying that. I'm like, who says that? Right. But I believed her. She was just so
1: humble. And and just yeah, she so was super humble and grateful. Everything, and she like was constantly thinking of the other little girls at the orphanage. Yeah. Like one, and it just she, give yeah, back the one girl to them. that couldn't
0: sleep, and she was like comforters and like an older sister. Mm-hmm. And remember Sandy, the the, the little, dog, little dog, or like um, you know, runaway that basically mm-hmm. she found, and he, she was like, no, he's with me. You know, She would he only go with. He same went dog with her
1: that worked on the musical too. For he was a he trained actor. Oh, this dog, yeah.
0: I don't know what his breed was. He was a bigger breed and he like but he a big fluffy. Old le-
1: Fluffy mutt doll. Fluffy mutt. He was good. He was super
0: cute. I mean, he, he you know he played the part. He was a what about
1: a Tim giant. Curry in this? Oh,
0: Tim Curry was the brother of, Carol of Burnett, Carol Burnett Yeah, yeah. and Bernadette right. too. And he was. They were plotting and scheming to get. They wanted to because Annie had a locket that was left by her parents, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like the friendship kind of heart that's broken in half, and you put it together. So she felt like they had it. She didn't know that they gave it to the orphanage. She, yeah. again her parents must have died or something but yeah they did die right yeah. so they figured when mr warbucks decided because they were going to send her back after a week and then the secretary i forget who she was she was great she was like i don't want to send her back she, can't we keep her i mm-hmm. mean like geez like so they, so fell in love rich. With annie. they fell in love yeah and so he was convinced because he was kind of had a shining for her mm-hmm. and was like all right let's do it let's let's adopt annie let's right. do it and he was trying to have like you know be that kind of guy because he was all about power and money and he was a Republican. Yeah, right. Did you notice? That was so weird to me. I didn't notice that first time, but now as an adult, there was a lot of, and this was actually, like you said, in the 1920s, but there was a lot of Republican Democrat and they even have FDR in there. Remember? Yeah, they it was like, like to see after. Best friend and they would too. talk about Republicans and Democrats and like stereotype. I was like, that was weird how much they had that. And in the 80s, it was like kind of like the Cold War vibe going on. I remember how the like, one guy in the beginning or Sandy kind of saw and the guy threw the bomb in and they oh, yeah. captured him and he was coming She's She was like, who is that? Was are he, he trying, trying to kill, kill you? Him? And he was like, yeah. And the secretary, she was like, oh, those are the Bolsheviks. <laughs> they don't, they're trying to get him because he figured out how to make the American dream something, something. And it was just like this weird kind of political propaganda plug. And I was like, oh, that was weird. And Bolsheviks, I looked it up. They were extreme liberal party mm. that started in the end of the 1800s. But it was a weird thing that they were like, the Bolsheviks don't want it. And I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, the Bolsheviks? But yeah, there was a lot of that going Going on and he was a Republican and you know it was almost like FDR they wanted to do things and he was a Democrat but they were it was almost like they could come together and see eye to eye it was just yeah. like this weird political thing I didn't notice before but yeah the point was he wanted to adopt her and then she was like well this is really sweet but I you know we got our Tiffany's berry slate and she's like but I really am waiting for my parents to come get me and yeah. he's like you know what I'm gonna help you find them but when he scoured that's when it's like you know he had a reward and so a lot of bozos bozos try to act like they. Were were Annie's parents, but they weren't. But they were always looking
1: for the locket. Always looking for the locket, which Miss Hannigan still had. So right. her brother and his wife and plotted and schemed. Plotted and schemed. And Tim Curry was so young in this. So young. Oh, he was, he was really, really That was funny before too. the
0: Rocky Horror Picture Show
1: stuff, right? Or during same year, I can't year. remember. Yeah. I can't was remember. It same year? But did you know Steve Martin turned down the role to play Rooster, Tim Curry's role? That would have
0: been Steve Martin.
1: Yes, and the reason he turned it down was because he oh. was actually dating Bernadette Peters at the time. Well, they were just broken up. Oh, the it,
0: girlfriend of of Tim, it, of Tim Curry, Yeah, and yeah. it would have been Rooster.
1: too difficult of the heart matters of the heart.
0: I could see Steve Martin playing that role. He totally could have played it's like that role. Planes, trains, and automobiles, or like what's the other one? Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, all that stuff. Yeah. Remember that? He like, would have killed it, but. He would have
1: been good. Tim did a great job. and um, He did do a good job. As far as Miss Hannigan, they offered that role to Bette Midler first, and she really? turned it down. Yeah. Oh, I can see her being that too. Yes, but I mean, Carol rocked Carol it. Carol was she awesome. Was nominated. She was actually
0: really good in that role.
1: Yes, it got her a Golden Globe nomination. Yeah. And so did Eileen Quinn, who played Annie. Mm -hmm. And the music, best music original score at the Academy Awards, was
0: nominated and amazing musical amazing musical so well the other thing was it was really cool is that yeah like you said all those songs everything was it was at the end of obviously it was a, it was a nice ending and they ended up adopting her and being mm-hmm. a family with a dog and it also looked like I was kind of like he has all that money why doesn't he like buy the orphanage and like take care of those kids it looked like he did at the end with that yeah. big kind of celebration so I was like okay whew. yeah. but it was just kind of like one of these like Disney endings which is cute super cute but it was it was an interesting time and era and like also, it was pretty hardcore about the kids. We were like, a cute musical," but it's like they were really treated poorly. And then remember the boys? It was just like street kids, like you know, they were yeah. out there, and it's like it's just this weird. A dis- lot of movies during this era yeah. kind
1: of depict that, though. Yeah. Like, do you remember? Um, it wasn't great for the, the kids. little princess
0: the who little was also princess. in an
1: orphanage. The little Mm-mm. princess. Anyway, it was kind of around this time oh, too, and they had the well. orphans cleaning and sweeping and doing all these crazy things. Anyway, oh my god. Um, well, yeah.
0: we I mean, this musical reverberated around the world and it was like it was like you said, it ran as a musical for quite some time. I mean, it's just a, an iconic. Mhm. Story, But it is a story of like, you know, the quote you said, I think I'm going to like it here. She was always just had this optimistic view. Yeah. Even the sun will come out. That was about that. She was like, look, take every day as a new day. Yes. And just look forward to tomorrow. She basically was like, it was such a good sentiment and message for us that we can, you know.
1: Overcome anything. Listen to
0: these days is that staying present and knowing that each new day can be a new day, Mm -hmm. a new story. You can reinvent yourself you know and have hope for the future and what you want you know yeah and it was just kind of bottom dollar <laughs> that tomorrow there'll be sun um, <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow it was all kid voices <laughs> but anyway so good it's so good so and oh my I'm, goodness oh my goodness oh my god that was one of the kids I love she, always her. Stressed out, <laughs> she was stressing me out man she's stressing out. me out oh my goodness i was like so fat. <laughs> It was really cute. It was, it was very Oliver Twisty. Like that was around that time too. I feel like we had a lot about like kids just being like. <laughs> it was dire. All right. So what is our vote on Annie? What do we think? Mm. Oh gosh, what's a good one? There's oh Annie. Rating systems. Oh Little Orphan Annie. Oh Little Orphan Annie and Sandy. Remember they were trying to. Make- I
1: love you, Miss Hannigan. What did you say? I love you, Miss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Getting scared. <laughs> Carol rocked it. She, <laughs> she so really neat. did. She was actually strangely lovable too. There were a lot of remakes Remember? of
1: this movie. Did you know there's no. one with Cameron Diaz who plays Miss Hannigan? No, in, um,
0: that's not the same.
1: Jamie Foxx plays Daddy Warmo. No, yeah, yeah. I'm so in glad I didn't see that. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't see that. I haven't seen it either, but I don't wanna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who don't played Annie? Wanna? I'm not sure of her, her name, but cute little girl. Okay. Yeah. They were like, trying to milk it again. Trying to milk I swear. it. All right. So I would say, what's our rating for this? Our rating is going to be... Is it a forever home? Oh, yeah. Or a hard knock no life.
1: adoption?
0: Oh. How about no. a hard knock life? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So a forever home or, or a hard knock, knock life.
1: life. And we say...
0: It's a forever, forever home, home in my home. heart. yeah. <laughs> Annie. Oh, Annie. Annie, we love you, Annie. Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> okay. Oh, I like that. Oh, kind of it's a shimmy shave. I right. know hey,
1: that wasn't about this Annie. Michael made that while he was doing CPR class, and the doll's name was Annie.
0: Oh, my and God, it had Michael. to be,
1: Annie, are you okay? You literally have to say that when you take a class. To say, Annie, a are you okay?
0: Wouldn't had- you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a hit song, Shay. <laughs> Annie, are you okay? Uh. You all like right. Any. Oh, Michael, he was grasping for straws there. Mm-hmm. He's all like, my CPR dummy. <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> all right, is this the last one, or did we already finish? Last one. last one on our Sonic Chronics coaster in 1982. It's the second Woo. chance of dance. <laughs> oh, is this would be the second chance to
1: dance. It is dance. Oh. oh, look at that going <laughs> in order ch-
0: <laughs> <laughs> That worked out. Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Give it all you got. Give 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 it all you got.
0: This is appropriate that I'm reading this. Okay. Okay. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the ten or Gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in rain. Ooh, that was good, Shay. I'm trying to do it like how he did it. Blade, Blade, run. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. That was Roy Batty. He was a Nexus 6 replicant. Replicate Portrayed dance. by Rutger Hauer. Yep. That's the actor. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. This was that moment at the end of the movie where he basically realized, because the expiration they put on these replicants were four years, because they were so evolved that as a failsafe, the creator, which was a human creator, they mm-hmm. basically only allowed them to live for years that way they couldn't evolve so much that they'd take over humanity that was the idea but actually originally and that says in the beginning of the movie that the replicants, the latest versions, they were so sophisticated and they learned this was happening that they banned them from Earth. Yeah. There was like an uprising that happened. So I guess they would come back for some reasons or they were basically needed to keep, sh- make sure that they kept them out. So they created this like task force called Blade Runners. Blade Runners. Which were typically ex-cops and Harrison Ford. Harrison Daddy Ford. Was <laughs> was one of the, the main character. Oh, which, yeah. His name was Rick. Rick, Rick Deckard. What And his job was to make sure that if they heard of any replicants coming back into Earth, that he would exterminate them. Mm-hmm. Just... Shoot to kill, no questions asked. So the journey of Blade Runner, I just think this movie for me was, I didn't see it when it first came out, but I did eventually see it. I'm actually a sci-fi fan, so obviously I really love this movie. Yeah. But I did think it was really ahead of its time in terms of the concept, what it was speaking to. I mean, we're in this whole AI boom right now, and... It was talking about that in nineteen eighty two and cinematically how it did the sci fi and all the things that were techie in advance, because it was supposed to be in the future. Mm-hmm was pretty good for the time. You know, it was around the time of Dune and Tron and all that stuff was happening. And not only that, but the sound of this movie was oh my the gosh. score was
1: iconic. Yes, it was iconic. scored by Greek electronic musician Vangelis and yeah. it received acclaim as influential work in the history of electronic music and one yes. of Vangelis' best works. Yes. He won so many awards for this. It's crazy.
0: I mean, the sound of this movie, it's so iconic. You could just play a bit of the sound and people will know it's Blade Runner. Yeah. And it was it was setting the tone for that kind of sound, just like E.T. was setting the tone. Like Spielberg picked that kind of vibe. Anything like Goonies and all mm-hmm. those movies always had this orchestral. That was the same for Blade Runner sound. Yeah. That would be, like, iconic for, like, setting the tone for sci-fi movies of the era. He killed it. So that was really cool. And, yeah, so the idea was these replicants were built by this, like, you know, innovative designer, billionaire, whatever. And so they would come back, and I guess they were considered dangerous. Anyway, so he heard of this group that had come back, Roy... Rucker Howard, Yeah, he was one of the main ones. And Daryl Hannah made a Chris. debut. She was the kind of female counterpart to Roy. And the thing is that what was happened was Rick, who is Harrison Ford, he actually was like this kind of coming to terms with this idea of like, he was just like, oh, I need to shoot to kill and these things are dangerous, whatever. But he ended up getting unintentionally getting to know a replicant. Mm hmm on a human level, and realize, oh, they have feelings, they have, you know, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. And it's not so black and white. And so there was a lot of that going on. Sean Young played a character that was a love interest moment that made him change his mind. And so by the end of it, it was almost like he didn't want to do that anymore. Roy and Daryl Hannah's character, the whole point of them coming back is that they wanted to figure out, they wanted to find the creator to see if they could change the expiration. So yeah. that they could live longer. And that was the whole point. So it made it seem like they were this, like, the horrible robots, AI, but they really just wanted to, like, live. Hmm. And that was it. But, of course, you know, it's all sci-fi and crazy and dark, and it's all always raining, and it's, like, dirty in the city. Like, I'm like, yeah. why does every, it's usually a male director, think that the future looks like this? Oh, gosh. I was like, I was saying to the producer, I was like, I want different perspectives on, like, why don't you see, like, nature, like, sunshine and things, like, evolved cities? Like, instead, you always see these, like, cluttered, like, yeah, (laughs) cluttered cities that are, like you know, trash and like, you know, dirty and like, there's such economic disparity, but then there's also like, I was like, what is that? (laughs) It's like Total Recall. (laughs) Like, everybody thinks that it looks like that, and it always makes me feel, it's like dark, you know, it sets the tone for like that. But, yeah, what did you feel? This was the first time you were seeing it. I know you kind of like were not sure, and you're not as big of a sci-fi fan as I am. I'm not a huge sci-fi fan, but I was
1: interested in the love story. Yeah. And, um... There was a love story with Rachel and...
0: Rick. And Rick, it, yeah. I thought it was really cool. And and Johanna and Roy, yeah, and love I too. really
1: love that Edward James almost is in this. Wait, who was he going to be? He played Daff. Remember that young little Cholo looking guy. <laughs>
0: That that's right. He was so young. Oh my gosh, that's right. He was the um that was the detective, right? Yes, I think so. He was the one that was like kind of like on Rick's back or whatever and at the end he was like, You're not gonna do this anymore, right? And he's like, No, yeah. I'm handing him my badge, I'm over it. It's not for me. It's yeah. a very interesting film. Very interesting. I know you're torn. Nice flick. But after my explanation a little bit, yeah, do you feel it differently? To I, I,
1: well, to be fair and honest, as I was reviewing this, I did. I got distracted. I didn't really watch too much of it. But after you explained it to me, I was like, okay, I might give it a chance. Yeah. I know how big of a film it was. And if I were watching this in 1982, oh, my gosh, I would have been blown away. It was, away. Groundbreaking it was for the incredible. Time. Yeah,
0: the subject matter, I thought it was ahead of its time. Sean Young's character, Rachel, was an example in this where – she was like a new generation that nobody had been really exposed to because they were trying to test this concept of like, she was a generation of replicants that didn't know they were replicants. Yeah, And then the creator was testing this and it's a lot of ethical issues here, but think about that. And they didn't put an expiration date on her because she was this new tester unit. Yeah, And so she ended up riding off in the sunset with Rick, but wasn't that interesting?
1: Super interesting, but also this is kind of terrifying because the time that we're living in now mm-hmm. with Chat and these AIs <laughs> so and series and Alexa's and all the things. Shh they're listening. Oh my gosh. See? <laughs> I just get it. It's kind of scary and what? like I'm afraid of
0: Blade Runner happening. <laughs> oh you know. no. That's just like saying you're afraid of Matrix happening. <laughs> Did you watch that one?
1: Not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> How come I have not seen I don't know. Keanu? I don't know. Keanu. I need to watch it. I'm, let's <laughs> so, review that year we so need I have to, to watch we it. We need to. The original is the
0: best. <laughs> it's still I the best for me. Um, but no, here's the thing. There's always going to be, like I said, there's always going to be alarmists about this technology. Whenever we have new surges and waves of technological advancement and understanding. Technologic. Technologic, like Daft Punk. The thing is, there's always going to be a fear. Because, like anything, technology, I think, is just neutral. It is – it's in the hands of the beholder. You know, like, it basically depends on that. the intention, right? Yeah. So, with anything, there can be malicious intent or benevolent intent, right? But I think it's inevitable of our technological advancement. I think it's inevitable. So, what I'm saying to is to make sure you say please and hands. thank you to Alexa so that when they do take over – they remember you were nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. No, but oh, then, my I mean, goodness. Oh, my, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Leaping lizards. <laughs> Leaping
1: lizards. <laughs> um,
0: okay. But lizards. But, but overall, I just always felt like there was a sequel. I was not happy with this weird sequel. It was not with Harrison Ford. I, I think there must have been something wrong. I didn't look at, at the facts around it, but I think Ryan Gosling was like starring in it. It was like hmm. Blade Runner 1942. I don't know. They put a no- Reynolds. number. Reynolds or Gosling? No, Ryan Gosling. Oh, gosh. Okay. In the sequel. Okay.
1: Because
0: that came later. It was almost like, in the, it was definitely in the two thousands, mm-hmm. but it was like I don't know. Remember if it was a, extending the story or if it was a reboot. I can't remember. Hmm. But I just was like, mm, I think they wanted to do because they're like, oh, now we have the cinematic technology to do it right, you know. Mm. But I, I thought the original movie didn't really have a lot of room for improvement in that area. It's always iffy you know? when they
1: remake movies.
0: It is iffy because I'm always like, I don't like it. really can't you just come up with a new story? Do you need to regurgitate this? Can't we just write a new story? Something new to say? New way yeah. to say it? Like, how many Supermans do we need? How many Spider-Mans do we need? How many Batmans do we need?
1: Right? Yeah. Marvel people are going to come for you, though. I but know. That's Marvel. Yeah. All I'm
0: saying is you know you have a lot of characters that you could put out there as fresh and new. And I will tell you what. I will be buying a ticket. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's be friends. <laughs> but, no. But, seriously, I think that... I really did think it was like ahead of the time. It was groundbreaking. It was scratching the surface and inspiring others scratching to scratching kind of that itch in your brain. Scratching that itch. It was like meeting of like technology and this like. It was bringing humanity back into that and mm. reminding people. to It doesn't have to be all scary and wars and like your aliens are gonna suck your brain out. It could maybe we're <laughs> more maybe we're more similar than we realize. Mm. That's what I think Blade Runner was saying. It was saying mm. I think we all have the same desire to be loved to live. Yeah. And experience this life and beauty, and really, that's what I thought was so poetic and beautiful about Blade Runner. At the end, his speech—that is beautiful, right?
1: Sure. Yeah, Aww. you really love this movie. <laughs> I'm really re- trying to sell you on it. <laughs> no, you—you you did sell me. I, I am I give you. it a- another go. Oh, you give it another
0: go. I give it another oh, go. That's or, wonderful. I tested it out. I there. feel like, but yeah, I felt like it was really, uh, like really helping us look at how to look at the humanity in our advancement or our technology really okay yeah so this was obviously something we enjoyed i know we kn- we don't vote on our second chance to dances yes and so that's a good thing because i don't know how mandy would vote and i can't hear it she's not <laughs> loving it no, i'm just kidding but um so yeah that was just us bringing that to the forefront in case you missed it because it wasn't in the top 10 I just think it's an iconic movie. I would love to hear what you guys think about it because I think it just set the tone for a lot of really great sci-fi movies that came after that. But also, from a Sonic perspective, it just emotionally, the score was just so fantastic. It was not just dialed in and cliche. I know he was like... Wasn't it? It was just... It's just so... Innovative. Yes, but recognizable, I guess what I'm trying to say. If you hear... Wow! Thank you. Innovative. I like that, too. (laughs) All right. So, we still have some honorable mentions that we got to talk about. Now, these are the ones that didn't make the cut for a full review, Mm -hmm. but... And they also... They were... Sometimes on the artists. top, but sometimes maybe a little outside. So we wanted to make sure that we mentioned that they were there this year as well. And you started off. We can start it off with
1: Tootsie, one Tootsie, of my favorite. You remember movies. that one? Dustin Hoffman. He plays an actor. He's not really Dustin getting Hoffman. any roles. Right. So he dresses and up. And Jessica
0: Lang. Jessica Lang. Remember Jessica Lang? And she kind of made a debut back in American Horror Stories, remember? And she oh was Oh my gosh, yes. She's awesome. She's super young and really like at her heyday on mm-hmm. this movie but Tootsie yeah this was, was an interesting so one good yes it's
1: really really funny he Being basically f- dresses up as a woman to book this role on a soap opera and he yes. becomes like this sensation and right. everyone loves him and then he kind of falls for the lead actress in the soap opera Jessica Lange's character that's right and like some and drama she, going on. She
0: lear- she doesn't know very similar to Miss Doubtfire. She doesn't know that he's not a woman. Yeah. Until they find out later. But what's interesting is again interesting reoccurrence of Victor Victoria mm-hmm. that kind of vibe and then Tootsie that kind of vibe. Totally. And Tootsie was really well known. I, that was a big one. The music, I'm not sure. Was there anything super noteworthy there? But it was just more about like the oh, story there was really... was a really... very
1: good hit song in that. I feel like
0: there was and I, I know we're not going to go too much into it but like, I think there was something but uh, the other ones had a bit more Can't to sink our teeth right into. But yeah, it was, it was just a really interesting take again on this viewpoint from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. Women in the world. He realized... He actually a famous line, and I don't have it because we didn't do the deep dive, but his quote was he was a better man as a woman. Mm-hmm. Who's he talking to? Was it Jessica Lang? Than he I ever so. was. So because he had to step into the shoes, mm-hmm. he really had empathy as a woman yeah. and was a better man for it. So I loved that. So good. Um what else? Hello for all you like Jim Henson fans, <laughs> the Dark Crystal. That was 1982, and I know that's new to you. Mm -hmm. And it was, again, it was like this weird, like, I was so surprised that this was like a mainstream movie. It was meant for kids, but it was pretty dark. It was actually like so typical Sign of the Times for Gen Xers. It's like... Gen Xers had lawn darts they were latchkey kids (laughs) like people thought that this was good material for us to be exposed to it was so traumatizing it was really intense and scary Mm. and it was all these puppets and it was about the battle of good and evil these Skeksis were the like the dark kind of like you know vulture like creatures hmm. and then you had these like elflings that were like the good creatures and they were terrible they like they really shortchanged the elfling's faces oh. the sketches uh, the Skeksis were all like elaborate and they had all these things and the, and the movement and the face it was the first time they did a lot of practical um puppetry oh. instead of using cg CGI, you know? Yeah. Um, and they thought that was going to be the wave of the future. I think it was just too expensive and too much. And also, like, there was just no micro-expressions in the Elfling. So, <laughs> so they were just like, let's go get that Dark Crystal. Now, you know, it was just like this weird, like, wah, yeah. wah, yeah. So anyway, there was a Dark Crystal. But we that was actually that a really interesting story, if you want to catch that. That was that was in the top. We had 48 Hours.
1: I have not seen 48 Hours.
0: Yeah. I saw it one time. I didn't see it again. But that was with um, Nick Nolte and Annie Murphy.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, that was Eddie Murphy time. He I was big re- in the 80s. I watch
1: that. It was a top
0: grossing film. That was a cop. There was a lot of like feel-good cop stuff going on and that was another one, 48 Hours. Ooh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High.
1: Yes. yes. With Sean Penn. One.
0: Sean Penn. That was his, his young, himself. yeah, the long hair, Spicoli, <laughs> Spicoli, you know. He was the um, young Sean Penn and it was really iconic.
1: That is where Matthew McConaughey had his first. Row. All was right. It? All right. All right. No way. I yep. didn't know that. And you know, that line, that, that line was improvised. Which one? All right. All right. All right. What he's known for. That, that was, came from that movie? Yep. It was the first line he said on film. I got to rewatch that. It was that, improvised. For that yeah. Oh so my God. Good. That's
0: such a f- cool fun fact. Green light. <laughs> you know what else? Chariots of Fire! Hello! Who hasn't heard of that? And that was actually very iconic for the music. I mean... That's Chariots of Fire. I don't really know much about the movie. Do you? Never seen it. Okay. And then... Grease 2! Grease Lightning! With There's controversy of... If Grease 2 should have been made. (laughs) Uh, yeah. People were like, come on, no. I love Because it was nobody from the
1: original Grease. It was almost like. Pinky was in it.
0: Oh, Pinky, yes. But it was almost like they should have said Grease to the next class or whatever. It was just like <laughs> one of those deals. They were trying to milk it. But it was fun. It had some good, like, obviously, what's her name? Uh, well, it was
1: the next class. It wasn't it Sandy was. and all them. It was right, like, know. you know.
0: But that's why they say. They didn't Michelle make Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was the new Sandy. I want it was Coo- 11 Coo- newton John. Coo- Coo- and the original Grease Coo- was in 1980, so it was only two years after. Yeah. That was fast. Super fast. And why it was? Why didn't they have the original people? It's not like greased, they were so yeah. so far away that they were so much older. They could have had Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta again. But at Don't that point, they're not doing. They're not the in high school anymore. That's what I'm saying. Oh, and they also they graduated. Went in high school, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was about high school. It was like high school. Anyway, that such was, a good movie. Again, yeah, was a about musical. Like my a staple. musical. It was like
1: musical
0: year. Total okay. musical year, so that was wait. You've read right the mean? final one, Pink Floyd and the Wall. Mm. That would have made our cut, but you know why? We couldn't find we it. We couldn't find it. We to couldn't watch find it. a place to watch it. I only and found it to watch streaming. a preview, but that was a very famous uh, movie based on the band. And I don't know, it was like kind of in the category of like Clockwork Orange. That was Pink Floyd and the Wall. If you can find it, please let us know where we can find it. Because I actually want to re-watch it. <laughs> I want to watch it from start to finish. It was an iconic, obviously, musical. So, with that said, we are a wrap on 1982. That's a wrap. Uh, Mandy. Oh, man, that was crazy. It was nostalgic. This it was, is a like, great year. Exciting. It was confusing. It was...
1: I want. I want some Skittles
0: and Reese's Pieces and Reese's Pieces. Yeah, and a Halloween candy and a phone home. You need a phone home. (laughs) So, with that said, as we always ask, how do we do? What do you guys think about the titles we talked about? Are there other titles? Yeah.
1: Um, let us know how you feel when you re-watch these films. Yeah. Did you feel the same vibe that we got
0: out of them? Any fun facts we missed? Yes. Any other movies that you want us to review? It doesn't matter the year. We'd like to hear from you because we want to know where should we dial in our, our time machine to go to next. And uh, follow us on Spotify, of course. You're probably yes. listening to that on now. But anyway, follow us on Spotify. SonicChronic.com is our official website. And we will soon be on Patreon, which we can't wait to have you there to be our exclusive producers i like to say producers that's right you are our vip producers for the show <laughs> so we're going to make it worth your while so with that said this this was, was the, the frequency, frequency of, of that time <laughs> 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 oh you love me hanging oh, oh. <laughs> got <Okay>. the clap <laughs> <laughs>